Far off, in the distant skies of worlds unknown, there flies a ship called the Kurgan. Aboard, some of the toughest sons of guns for hire this wild universe ever knew. They are the Misery Loves Company. Three missions the company were attending to were underway. Bernie had landed on an isolated, desolate moon way off the beaten galactic path. He was trekking through a mountainous region, a literal ton of guns and ammunition strapped to his back. Ahead, he saw something move. He put a hand over top his only useful eye, the other covered by a leathery eye patch. He paused, watched. He saw a four-legged beast of some kind feeding on the minimal plant life. It was beautiful. Antlers, or something like them, stretching to the sky. Hooves dark as obsidian. He reached for his pack, pulled out a small rocket launcher, and hit the beast directly in the side. <laughs> Lunch time, honey! <laughs> Bernie approached the crater that held the charred remains of the once beautiful animal. Gonna have me some gat dang roast beast, y'all. Bernie opened his chasm-like gullet and downed a smoldering thigh. He savored every bit, until Ahab interrupted his empowering ritual. Everything good? Yeah, I'm eating. During the mission? As far as I'm concerned, this is the mission. Uh, Whatever. Clyde? Busy. Keep in touch. Bernie turned off the comlink with the Kurgan. He lifted up his eye patch and stuffed a portion of meat inside a deep hole scarred into his face. Just a little snack for later. <laughs> Gotta make sure Clyde don't see me eating face meat again, though. Doggone snitch is what he is. Oh, Ahab, Bernie's storing food in his face again. Wee! <laughs> big dumb fart, baby. Bernie scoffed loudly and kicked the rest of the animal into the air and away from the crater out of spite. He continued his trek towards the base he was told about until he came to the edge of an enormous cliff. Well, so much for stealth. Better tell those nerds for they get mad I'm doing my job. Bernie reactivated his link to the Kurgan. Ahab, Clyde, I'm about to make a lot of noise. Be ready on your planets. They're gonna know. Thanks for the uncharacteristic heads up. Yeah, thank me when they're dead. Kill them all, Bernie. Bernie secured his guns, knives, swords, grenades, improvised gun-like devices, snacks, the miniature bedazzled snake demon he occasionally unleashed on fleshy targets, every last thing he had, to the overflowing pack on his back. Below, he saw where he hoped to land. It looked like a parking lot from up here. He thought he must be at least a couple miles above it. He took a breath, smiled his big dumb smile, and off the cliff he went. Below him, life went on as normal. Hey, pal. Oh, how's the day going? Not so bad. Think I'm going to take some leave soon. 
Maybe catch a show somewhere. Oh, man, I haven't been to a show in ages. Me neither. Gotta get back into it. I miss it so bad, dude. Hey, if you find some metal playing in this system somewhere, let me know. <laughs> I heard from some guys they got some brutal shit out this I've way. I've actually been getting into jam bands lately. <laughs> you are getting old. <laughs> I know. I resisted at first, but what the hell is that thing? Cloud? Oh, it's falling. Bird or something? The only thing I've ever seen, like, fly out here are those lizard things. It's huge. <laughs> uh, should we, uh... You know, uh, right? What in the holiest di- <laughs> Think I might have misjudged the distance there. Man, that was not a pleasant landing at all. Think I popped something. Ah, well, excuse me, gentlemen. Bernie nudged the grossly disfigured bodies of the two mercs as he approached the large building ahead. People were running towards it in a terrified flight. The building's alarms were sounding, and large metal blast doors were going up on all its entrances. None of this seemed to bother Bernie very much. These dudes are scared to death. <laughs> Bernie trudged down a long dirt path towards the base. He spat out a bone from the earlier impromptu barbecue. He saw something ahead on the dirt road he was walking on. Short. Slender. It startled him. He stopped for a moment and felt a tinge of pain in his tiny heart. He saw it all again as clearly as he always did. The final march on his home planet. He was chained in a long line of his people, all heading to their long, drawn-out permanent deaths. Before the Sevens came, before he lost her, his daughter, Bernadette, was chained behind him. A giant geyser of magma erupted beside them both. It was so nice back on that planet. What you gonna do when you free us, Bernie? I'm gonna put all their hearts in a big old plate and I'm gonna feed us their hearts for a whole year. Heart stew, baked heart, heart on the cob, got dang plethora of that nonsense. They's gonna be spoiled by the time we get to next year. Not if we keep them alive. Get them all fat. <laughs> gonna make them suckers downright savory. We'll eat them anyways, even if they is tainted. You bet you buttons we is, you little diamond. Bernie squinted again at the shape in the distance. Just a rock. Not even a pretty one. Nothing like his little girl. He sighed. Just another reminder that she was out there somewhere without him. Hopefully. Maybe. If anything good could still happen. In the base ahead... The men and women charged with defending it stood in defensive positions. Whatever cover they could find, they'd stood behind and jammed whatever was left up the massive steel gate. They waited as the monster's footsteps drew ever closer. What? What is it? Some kind of monster. A demon. Bernie picked at his teeth with his finger. Hey! <laughs> Y'all gonna open this door for me? Or am I gonna have to do it for you? What do you want? I want to eat! Bernie's voice shook the building and the resolve of those within it to the core. Large defensive turrets were being raised from the floor behind the ground troops. We have three large anti-tank guns. Over 100 men and women armed to the teeth behind this door. Let me ask you, 
Whatever you are, do you really want to come in? Bernie set an explosive charge by the door and prepared his personally designed minigun, setting it for maximum carnage. In truth, it was that gun's only setting. He tried to think of a badass reply, but all he could come up with was... Yes! <laughs> Bernie opened fire on the doomed grunts charged with defending the door. He was peppered with tens, hundreds, thousands of bullets. They chipped at his skin, but it wasn't enough to cause him any alarm. Somebody tell me the thing I'm supposed to blow up! Bernie grabbed the survivor by the leg and lifted him up. Where's the computer thing? What are you, stupid? Eh? You know, it's possible, but I've never really put a lot of thought into it. Do you not see the gigantic tube in the middle of this room? It was a rhetorical question, obviously, but the truth was Bernie had not, in fact, seen a towering glass tube holding some kind of, to him, baffling light. Wow! (laughs) You ain't kidding, it's right there, man! Can you let me go? Are you stupid? No, but I thought I'd ask. Fair enough! Bernie tossed the soldier into the ceiling hard enough to blow a hole through the roof. It was then, with blood raining down around him, that Bernie noticed the other towers in the room. Three enormous, beautiful guns, the likes of which he had never laid his good eye on. I'm in love. What are these? The three anti-tank turrets fired on his position as the few remaining soldiers scrambled for cover. Bernie jumped out of the way as well. He could take a few bullets, but this was a different story. He tossed his gun somewhere he hoped was safe and charged the closest turret. He squeezed it in a bear hug and with all his might spun it against its will. He aimed it towards the other turrets. I'm gonna marry this gun. I ain't even gonna sign a prenup. Bernie held the turret until it fired again, knocking out one of the others. He pulled at the turret until he broke it from its mounts, then tossed it at the last remaining turret, which went up in a blaze of glory. Boy, oh boy. Watching that gun burn has got to be at least the fourth worst thing that's ever happened to me. Bernie watched with sincere sorrow as the turrets burned. He turned his attention to the large cylinder in the center of the room, A litany of wires, geometric shapes of steel he didn't even know the name of, all pouring into the cylinder from the top. It dwarfed even Bernie in size and scope. It seemed to be looking back at him in a way. Bernie. Bernie was momentarily shocked. The voice seemed to come from nowhere. What are you? I thought you was a computer. Complete your mission, Bernie. How do you know who I am? Look around this room, Bernie. Count the bodies if you can. You are entropy in action. Is it possible you're so stupid that you simply cannot sin? I ain't stupid. Then complete your mission. Do you wanna die? Cause you will. The voice did not reply. You ain't gonna talk no more? Again, nothing but the low-pitched hum of the equipment. Bernie looked around the room, survivors crawling to safety in the deep reaches of whatever this facility was supposed to be. He looked for something he could take back to Ahab, to show him he'd made an effort to save something that looked important. He found a few papers, a case of something that looked to him like light bulbs. 
He threw them in his gun pack and began setting up the charges he was going to use to turn the facility into a crater. A wounded soldier regarded Bernie with loathing. They reached for a radio. Bernie walked up to them, curious. Oh, hey there. <laughs> Let me ask you something I've always wondered about. You know, when I'm uh, coming around doing my thing. Did you get a good look at me walking up to this base? Yes. Did you see them guns I had? We did. So you see a guy like me. Footsteps heavy enough to wake the dead, enough ammunition to have caused those dead to be dead in the first place, and you still want to try and shoot me. Why? Because my mission is important. To who? You? Do you even know what this place is? Do you? Hell no, I don't know. <laughs> I ain't paid to care. I'm paid to blow it up. People like you confuse me. I just don't get it. If I seem to do three times my size walking up like he didn't care with a small armory strapped to his back, you best believe I was going to get running. Because you're a coward, and you don't know how important our work is. Well, you know, let me just ask you. What is your work? I guard the core. Oh, yeah! Gotta guard that core! <laughs> Well, now you're dead by the course. A good job. I think it's dumber to pretend you're doing God's work by shooting bullets than it is to run like your life depends on it. But hey, what do I know? I got alien meat stored in my face cavity at this very second. Eat my whole butt either way, calling me a coward. Our work will continue. Holy mackerel, dude. I could not care less. Bernie finished setting up the charges. He thought for a minute, then picked up the wounded soldier. He carried him out, along with his stuff and sat by the rock he'd seen earlier. What are you going to do with me? Well, for starters, I am going to throw you into the woods. What? Next time you see me coming, you run. All right? Second chance day for Rando Soldier at Computer Tube Headquarters. You're going to throw me into the... What? Good distance. Solid throw. Eight out of ten. Bernie wins again. Bernie sat by the rock beside the road and waited for the explosion that would demolish the base. He picked at the boulder, trying to shape her face into the rock. It had been so long since he had seen Bernadette. If he closed his eye, he could see her face perfectly for a second. The longer he dwelled on it, the more misshapen and wrong it began to look. He was always scared that if he tried to think of her face too many times, it would stop ever looking right. He tried to only do it once in a while, like it was a gift. Bernie remembered the way she looked at him the last time he saw her. The chaos, the large-scale assault from the Triple Sevens, the crushed-up corpses of his friends and family strewn over the ground as they ran. You keep going, don't you look back! Daddy, I'm scared! Don't you ever say that! We don't get scared, we fight! Hold on to me! I ain't gonna let you go! They were running towards a set of ships the Triple Seven Mercenary Army were bringing onto the planet to evacuate his people. The Acolytes had been methodically dominated by an invading force for decades. They would capture the Acolyte people and grind their bodies bottom to top into dust. There was apparently some rare mineral in their skin that people in a far-off place coveted above all else. The invaders had finally brought enough firepower onto the planet to kill off even people like Bernie. 
Why the triple sevens came to their aid, he didn't know. All he knew is he had to get off the planet. Daddy, look at that guy! Leave him, he's dead anyway! We gotta save him! There ain't no saving him, he's dead! Don't you let go of me! Bernadette pointed to a child smaller than even she was. One of his legs had been blown off. He looked disoriented. There was an evacuation vessel heading straight towards him. Bernie played the scene over and over in his head. He was squeezed in between so many others, he lost his grip on his girl. She disappeared into the crowd. No one could hear anything. Too many guns, too many ships, too much horror. He couldn't get off the ship he was practically shoved into. It lifted off. Below him, he caught one last glimpse. Bernadette with the injured boy in her arms, her tiny body only visible for a split second. She met his glance in the ship, her face in a look of horror. looked at the rock he sat beside, the crude face he scratched in it. He sighed. Company member Bernie? Yeah, Kurgan. Are you ready to leave? Yeah, I guess. I can bring the ship to you. Kurgan, let me ask you something. Yes, company member Bernie? Do you think I'm really stupid? No, I don't think you're really stupid. But my sensory data does indicate that you are, in fact, a fat ass. (laughs) Well, you're a big old pile of steaming hot garbage, too. You ain't even got no legs. It's true, but I also express silent gratitude every single nanosecond that I do not have a nose either. (laughs) How do you always know just what to say? I have compiled a library of more than 20 trillion insults, and nearly all of them are designed to be directed at you. You really are the best ship they is. Thank you, company member Bernie. I'll be there soon. Bernie stole another glance at the rock then took a deep breath. I'll find you yet, you little diamond. Ahab and Bernie have had their success. Now Clyde is up to bat. Will he triumph or be the first to fail? The adventures continue next time on Episode 8, The Wind in the Weight, or Dem Bones, Dem Bones. Misery Loves Company is written, directed, and produced by Morgan Stewart and stars Derek Huss, Katie Pappas, Jake Roberts, Ryan Sheehy, and Morgan Stewart. Guests in this episode were Rebecca Booth, Kate Matthews, and Chris Morrow. Music is provided by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. To learn more about the show, read complete scripts, or meet the cast, go to mlcpodcast.com. 